All right, we are back on the air, people, with some more facts. And for once, we are doing it when I'm not hosting a trivia, so... How come? Well, I, I enjoy podcasting with you guys, so I thought it might be fun if we do this more regularly. And also, there's always a demand for more content. People oh. seem to like listening to you guys. More intellectual content? Because you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> but okay. We couldn't get Austin to join us again. Mm, yes. That's what we're going with. Could not. Yeah. We couldn't. Could we? Do we want to? Oh, nasty. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my two hosts, Aaron and Mario. Uh, Dad, you want to say something? Yes, I want to welcome everyone. And uh, hopefully everybody's getting their vaccinations. Because uh, I am Enjoy looking that. forward to... It's been a year since I've been in phase one. So I'm looking forward to moving to phase two. Yuck. <laughs> what are you drinking? It's a Guinness. Oh, not my favorite. I thought it was one of my chocolate beers. No, it's still in there. <sighs> oh. Well, well, we've already started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mario, you're going to start? Yeah, I can start. Great. What do you got for us? I have, well, first of all, a little background. Okay. I, um, radio listeners, you should just see the smile on his little face when he says the word or words, got a little background. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I went to George Mason with, and, uh, one of the things I specialized in is a very useful minor, Latin American literature. So that was what I was doing in the, uh, mid seventies at Mason. Anyway. This, I was in high school. This question is related to George Mason, because as we are all experiencing right now, and I'm not talking about the pandemic, I'm not talking about the um, voter suppression efforts, nor am I talking about uh, income inequality, nor about uh, immigration. I'm talking about something, like I said before, a lot more important. Global warming. Nope. Does, Want another guess? Does it have to do with magical realism? It has to do with uh, the magic of the final of the NCAA tournament. All right. March Madness. So. <laughs> sure how we're getting here. Here's, here's my question, but a little more background on this, right? Uh, according to one of these magazines, uh, your odds... So we were doing the brackets here. That is true. Right? And... It was, they were a disaster. Oh. Right? That's an understatement. But my second well, one's a disaster too. Anyway, hey, it just started. But anyway, so I read up and it said that the odds of having a perfect bracket are not good. In fact, they are lower than your odds of winning the lottery, getting struck by lightning, or having a boa constrictor emerge through the pipes in your toilet all But is that just because they've added day. more teams? How about before? Weren't there fewer teams like a couple years ago? Uh, by a couple years ago, you mean like 10 years ago when they expanded to 68? Or 64, something like that? 30 years ago when it went to 64? 
Uh, I withdraw my question. <laughs> anyway, so your chances of mailing every pick are 1 in 9.2 quintillion, which I have no clue how many zeros a quintillion has. But anyway, but it's a lot. So here's my question. That could be a question in and of itself. <laughs> here's my question. What is the lowest seed to make the final four? And... The answer is, so this is a, a preface. You're going to give us the, are the you, question. Is that the, is that the question we're guessing at? Yeah, the yeah. lowest seed. Um, let me let me give you a question. Okay, what is the lowest seed to make the final four? The answer is eleven. Now, I'm going to give you five choices and tell me, and and you can tell me which of the uh, schools I'm going to give you. And in this list, uh, we're seated 11 and made it to the final four. As you all know, Mason made it in 2006, right? What grade were you in in 2006? Because we actually went to the parade. Uh, it would have been fifth grade. Okay. Anyway. And they had a big parade in Fairfax City. <clears throat> or is it the city of Fairfax? Hmm. So this is a this is a very very easy question I think. Um, um, so, what were the three other schools to make it to the final four that were seated eleven? And I'm going to give you. Would you like some choices, or do you guys know it? Uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Uh. <laughs> that wasn't lower than that wasn't one of the lowest seated things. That, Oh, what's the question? To make it to the final four. To make it to the final four. They made it to the final four, and you can't tell me they were seated higher. Than I have Mr. Internet here. I can show you. There's a list. But anyway, um, so low seeds or high seeds. Yeah, he's looking for the three other eleven seeds. One of them, I believe, is Butler, if I recall correctly. Ooh, that's a good team. Okay, um, so let me give you. Um, Three other schools, and and tell me if they made it to the uh, final four, seated eleven. Right, LSU, VCU, and Loyola Chicago. VCU. Yeah. VCU. Which of those three made it to the final four, and all of them were seated eleven? VCU. And your answer? VCU. Do you have your eight on? <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, the correct answer is all of the above. Oh. LSU made it in 1986, VCU in 2011, and Loyola in 2018. So, of the 11 seeds that have made it to the final four, unfortunately, none of them made it to the championship game. Losing by an average of about 11 points in the semifinals. What was the uh, biggest, long, or highest seed that won? Do you have that one? I do not. Oh. Because you know why? Why? Because uh, according to this other article I was reading, yeah. was, um, the person who wins your NCAA tournament pool will probably be somebody who knows almost nothing about basketball. In fact, 
according to this magazine, if you place in a side bed, go with the friend who picks based on which mascot he or she thinks would be in. Nope. So I can see that. Yeah. Anyway. So that was like the one time during the snowstorm I was at Giant <clears throat> getting food, and I was over by Mason, and there were all these Mason kids in the Giant, and and so this one kid was tasked, or student was tasked with uh, getting the wine, and so she said to her friend, "I can't, I can't pick out the wine. I don't know anything about wine." And then the other kid's student said. Pick out the one with the prettiest label, because that's usually the best wine. <laughs> <laughs> and off she went. Good stuff. Okay. All and right. uh, when is this going to be uh, live? I'll let you know. Okay. I'll because see. you know we're in the middle of the uh, Elite Eight right now. So That is true. Uh, we're in the middle of it. We'll get you updates of our second chance brackets as they come in. And also you can look at our first chance brackets at some point, maybe. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, my question, I think, will be a bit simpler than what Poppy was trying to do. Well, let me know. Uh, okay. What common grocery item looks different depending on where in the U.S. you buy it? Hmm. What grocery item? Yes. Common grocery item. Are you talking about packaging? Yes. How it's, um, how it's packaged. It's going to be something like a state like California <clears throat> that has all these environmental rules. Meat? Is it like meat related? It's a common grocery item, so I wouldn't probably put meat in that category. Yeah, because of the styrofoam. It's going to be like um, milk because... Uh, they might have rules that they want to be able to recycle the milk. I don't know if you can recycle those plastic milk cartons. I don't think you can in Virginia. I'm going to say milk. Okay. What are you, Poppy? I will say meats. <laughs> no. Can you be a little bit more specific? Uh, ground meat? Sure. Um, no, it's not ground meat. Bumble's closer. It's actually butter. Um, okay. So in the U.S., I just found this out recently, there is an east-west butter divide. Um, so here... Like the electrical grid? Uh, yeah, kind of like the electrical grid. Except Texas is counted as the west part. Um, so here in the east coast, you know, we have those like long sticks of butter. Uh, those are known as the Elgin-shaped butter. Uh, but in the west coast, they're actually shorter and stubbier. Western stubbies. So over the course of the 20th century... Um, when butter packaging became more of a thing, um, it was concentrated mostly on the eastern half of the United States just because that's where most of the milk was. And so it wasn't as feasible to export butter to the West Coast, or, and they couldn't produce it locally. Hmm. So by the time they did start producing it locally, uh, the machines that made the East Coast shape had mostly um, been obsolete or taken down, or they just no longer made it anymore. So they had to buy new machines that made different shaped butter. And so it's gotten to such a point now, even here in the year 2021, uh, national brands like Lando Lake will maintain two separate supply systems to give Western stubbies to people in the Western half of the United States and then Elgin sticks to people in the Eastern half of the United States. 
So the Western ones are like eight sticks in a box? Uh, they usually do four sticks and it's like a flatter box. And it's a pound? Yeah. Did you know we should get Austin down here for, so that's how, is that how he had his butter in Seattle? He probably would have had it that way, yeah. Oh, he never offered you butter? He only gave you margarine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think I ever asked for butter when I was over there. Oh. I don't think it ever came up. Oh. It was like this very common thing that you just assume looks the same everywhere, but. Right. Yeah, packaged differently. <clears throat> but yeah. That is interesting. That is my fact. I thought it would have been something environmental. That's disappointing. <laughs> okay, you ready for mine? You know it. Okay, well, you know, we're entering the holiday season. This is like Passover and Palm oh. Sunday weekend. Next weekend will be Easter, right? Where we're all thinking about higher beings. <laughs> So, with that in mind, what popular candy will be collaborating with Pepsi to bring us an Easter soda? I do know the answer to this question. Don't answer that. So, I'll let Poppy go first. I would say that... And it's about, and it's the sixth most popular Easter candy. Sixth? So you mean there are five others that are more popular than... Mm -hmm. Can you name the most popular Easter... That'll be an aside. That'll be Can you, if you know... Okay, but name the answer to my question. What popular Easter or candy will be collaborating with Pepsi to bring us an Easter soda? Because um, Pepsi doesn't go well with chocolate. Sure. Some people don't think beer goes well with chocolate, but I would disagree with that. One of those is more accurate than the other. I, um... No, I would say, egg, you know, the chocolate eggs then. It's... So it's chocolate egg soda? Mm-hmm. Cadbury chocolate egg soda? Or Ghirardelli. Okay. <laughs> Oliver, you know the answer? Yeah, it's the, uh... Peeps marshmallows. Peeps marshmallows. Pepsi and Peeps are creating a marshmallow drink for Easter. Additionally, there's a lot of fun facts about Peeps. 7-Eleven is going to launch a marshmallow latte for the spring. Ooh. Do you know what the number one uh, Easter candy is, though? Um, I don't know. Just like... Hershey chocolate eggs or something. Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah. You know, the ones that look like an egg inside. Then Reese's eggs, jelly beans. They call Peeps the candy corn of Easter. Anyway, some fun facts about Peeps. When they first started making Peeps, which in a, in a company called Just Born Company, the, the owner was called Sam Born, and every time he'd make a new batch of candy, he'd put a sign in the window, Just Born candy was ready so he used to he made peeps like in 1923 and it used to take 27 hours to make a peep then in mm -hmm. the 50s he bought another candy company that had automated machinery so they got it down to six minutes to make a peep that was in the early 50s wow do you know how many peeps are made every day uh 1.875 million 
I'm just guessing. 600,000? 5.5 million are made every day. I don't even think, I can't remember the last time I ate a peep. Holy moly, look how dark it is out there. We're going to get a big storm. So so is the name of the soda going to change from Pepsi to Peepsy? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, they also have peep eating contests. Sure. And in 2017, how many peeps were eaten in five minutes for the winner? Oh, God. I don't know, like 100? Mario? No, I'd say more like 257. Wow, 255. Wow. Wow. 255? Peeps in five minutes. It's like 51 peeps a minute. It's like a peep almost every second. You ever see those people eat hot dogs? Yes. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know if they dip them, you know how they dip them in water to make everything soggy? Yeah. And until 1955, peeps had wings. No. Then they took them off. Yeah. Oh, also in 2009, Peeps came out with a lip balm. Anyway, happy Easter. Happy Thank almost you. Easter and Passover, of course. Mazel tov. Indeed. Well, thank you for joining us. I uh, hope you enjoyed the facts. And uh, we'll uh, you'll be hearing from us soon.